0: Well, we continue the series, Travel Light. Had a great delivery last week. Our team, while I was absent, I watched online. I got it. We have the greatest team you'll ever find among our staff, ministers, and leaders here at Victory Church. Pastor Appreciation Month. Let's give it up for them. And let me say, thanks for all the wonderful cards that you've sent, many of the staff and our ministers and many of the gifts. And and we appreciate it so very, very much. You're a giving church and you are a good looking church. Amen. 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 Well, I I don't know how you would answer this question. What are you addicted to? You might say, well, I'm not really addicted to anything. There are some weaknesses that I might have or there are some areas of improvement that I need but I I don't know that I'm really addicted to anything. How many of you would answer this question? How many of you are addicted to love? How many would like to be addicted to love? How many know you need to be addicted to love? Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, amen, and spirit. Be addicted to the love of Jesus Christ. But when we think of addiction, we think of all the negative terms. You know, there are some people that mess their life up, but they don't do it on purpose. It's not intentional. They just make silly decisions, stupid choices, and don't pay attention to any authority. There are some, of course, that that might say, you know what, my teeth are too white, my breath is is swells too sweet, I I think I'm gonna start smoking a bunch of cigars every day and see if in 10 or 12 years I can't get cancer. You'd say, nobody in their right mind would do that. Isn't that true? But some people may unintentionally do that. You might say, well, you know what, I I never take God for granted. I'm telling you, every person you know takes God for granted from time to time. Every person you know, every person, including yourself, will in fact take God for granted from time to time. That is to say, we won't do what we know we should do and do the right thing every single time. Some people might say, "You know what? I, I think I'll start gambling." I mean, I'm going to start out small, and but here's what happens: the devil will lure you in into the little door, and then before you know it, you are captured. And as some individual, they never intended to lose their house or their marriage. They never intended to be broke and oh hundreds of thousands of dollars, and here's what you'll hear. It just what? Happened. It just happened. Well, I didn't intentionally do it, and most of the time people that get off course and walk away from God in that passion, people that lose their way, often lose their integrity, never do it necessarily intentionally, but it happens unintentionally. They find themselves in a cold and indifferent place. I never intended to get hooked on drugs. I never intended to get hooked on pornography. I never intended to get hooked that would take me away from church, but but it happened. And you might ask this question, as I will ask you, then what has mastered you? Here's what we know: what is it in this moment in your life? that might be out of control. In other words, everything is conquered. (laughs) All your entire life is functioning perfectly in the Lord. Or is there something that's out of control? You say, well, not really, not not nothing that's really out of control. I just have a person in the church that I really despise. Every time I see him, I want to throw up. But other than that, I'm in good shape, you know. Or I, I, I want you to know that person crooked me, and I, I've said a few times, I hope they, they went to hell. And I didn't really mean it. Some days I do, but I don't. You know what? That's captured you. It masters you. And here's what the Bible says, 2 Peter 2, 19. For a man is a slave to whatever has mastered him. Well, let's dig a little deeper here for a moment because here's what God wants to do before the service is over. God wants every one of us to just be clean and have a wonderful filter and say, boy, I have put that under the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, I put it under the blood of Jesus Christ. And I believe because of this message, God is going to do something great for you in your life. God is going to do something great for those of you that are watching online, because here's what the Bible says. As believers, as followers, he says this in John eight thirty six. he who the Son has set free is what? Free indeed. You have no encumbrances. You have no straps that you walk out here and jerks you back. Everything is clean, your heart is at peace, and everything is beautiful. And, and he said, hey, I've been set free, and I've not let anything, I've not let anything put a hook in me. And yet, if you take a good look, that may not necessarily be true. Because sometimes the last person that we're really honest with is the person you see in the mirror. You might be uh, you might be addicted to caffeine, you know, coffee. You already had ten cups of coffee this morning. Say, so, but other than that, I don't I don't have a problem. You you might be you might be addicted to email and Facebook and social networking. Hello, you might be. Well, how do you know? Because people that know and love you say, you know what, you just you you just. You're never good for anything. Or you might be addicted to watching sports on television. Hello? See, every time you come in, the little wife says, you know, you go for the clicker and find the sports channel, and you sit there. I have to take your dinner into the, into the room and where we watch television. You want to eat there until we go to bed? You are no earthly good to this family at all because all you want to do is watch television. And he says, well, I'll have you know. You're in the other room, and all you are is a hallmarker. It's hallmark, 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 hallmark. You see, we can be addicted sometimes and have too much in our lives that we don't even realize it. And maybe you're into your body appearance. You're you're at the gym more than the people that actually work there. I mean, you're getting that body in shape. You're getting it toned up and tanned up. I had that problem one time, and I got it under the blood. (laughs) I didn't expect it to be that funny. (laughs) Under the blood. You see, here's what. There's a thing called holiness. Say that word with me, holiness. God, I want to be holy as you are holy. You don't hear much about that these days. You might say, "Well, you know, I do have a temper, but that's a generational thing, so that's good." Is that right? Well, when you came to Christ Jesus, behold, the, the old things, the bondage things, pass away, because your life became new. God gave you new courage, so you can't just keep blowing up that temper because you feel like, "Well, my daddy had a bad temper, and I got a bad temper too." And you can't keep on well my mama she cussed a lot and you know I pick I know I pick up words I was hanging around on my daddy so I cuss a lot but I don't really mean to so and so and so and so and you put up with that stuff and God says holy holy righteous free clean you say pastor What are you trying to sell us this morning the gospel the gospel you see here it is i think maybe we could all agree that we ought to do a little better every day amen just a little better in other words i'm not going to let anything that might try to take in my life take away my feeling of peace because of the presence of jesus in my life i don't want to be that whited sepulcher that looks really really good and you look over in it and it is it's nasty it's nasty even though you want sharon said the other day would you uh there's there's a few little things in the sink that's that since we've been home a spoon or two and Maybe a, a cup that has some, has some ice cream juice in it. That, you, you mind just washing those few things up? What am I going to say? Absolutely. I turn on that hot water, squirt me some stuff, take the sprayer and make me some bubbles. I took the few pieces of silverware and I just went put them under the deal, rinsed them on, threw them over on the drying thing. And what does she decide to do? Bless her heart. She actually wants to hand dry them. And there's one fork. She said... this is not clean <laughs> let me have the fork she didn't say you know what you gave it your best effort you put it in the suds you rinsed and through there I'm just gonna let that slide Now, how many of you would like to come to my house and use that fork? Okay, then, how many just like to come to my house? Three of you. I live at 1401, write this down, Griffin Road, Lakeland, Florida. Write it down, 1401, Griffin Road is where I live. But see, here's the point. You wouldn't think of letting that slide. You just wouldn't. But in our holy temple, the temple of the Holy Ghost, we let a lot of stuff slide. You you hear what I'm saying? We let foul language spew out. We let tempers blow up. We let animosity against somebody. We let our opinion rule the world as dictators. We do all of that. We just kind of let that slide and God says, no, hey. I want you to be a person of holiness. I I don't want I don't want you to have baggage. I want you to have a life that brings honor and glory to God. So how are we going to how are we going to deal with that? We're going to take it to God. Amen? Whatever it is in your life, you say, I'm not really happy with, I want to take that to the Lord. So here we go. Therefore, do not let scent rain in your mortal body so that you obey its what? It's 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 what? It's evil desires. Don't let sin. Why? Sin says, if you don't deal with me, I will take you over. Sin says, I won't ever not grow. Sin says, I won't ever not spread. Sin says, I won't ever not corrupt. You don't deal with me, and I eventually will steal away the oxygen of your Christian experience so what do you do you have to completely give it to God let me have the fork back please I'll take care of that the best washed fork in the house now is that fork that fork you see in other words sin doesn't need to master our life in any way shape or form but we have to get to the place and say I don't want that to be a part of my life I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that temper. I don't want that pornography. I don't want that to be a part of my life. You have to be like Popeye the Sailor Man. How many remembers Popeye the Sailor Man? May I see your hand? Popeye. All right. I'm going to ask one more time because I, I, you know, I'm trying to get you engaged here. I'm looking at the balcony. How, how many remember Popeye the Sailor Man? You got a hand up. That's good. Some of your forearms look like Popeye's. But what would Popeye do? Popeye had a hot girlfriend. Do you remember what her name was? Olive Olive oil. He thought she was the best looking thing in the world. And if you ever ever had a chance to see her, you'd think. But, But Popeye wasn't anything to look at. But there was somebody always giving Popeye a fit. What was his name? What was his name? Brutus. It's my story. (laughs) And what did he, he's always trying to get in with olive oil. Until the time that Popeye got fed up. And when he got fed up, he would say this, that's all I can stand. I can't stands it no more. And he would pop a can of spinach and eat it. And the minute that he did, he became powerful. He became the hero. His enemy could not stand and olive oil said, that's my man. You see, here's the challenge. We have to be careful that we don't lapse into the state of living. That we fail to say, I can't stand it no more. And we accommodate and we tolerate and we put up with often things in our lives that are there by evil influence that's true with america today america today carefully drifting away from god the bible the prayer the power of the church the love of god all of that little by little the devil says i will erode at the fabric and foundation of what made America great, in God we trust. And when the culture allows that to happen, before you know it, we have no defender to help us. But there is still hope in Jesus Christ. Amen? So The next couple of weeks, you and I need to be praying and say, God, you help us. Well, we know, here it is. Goliath faced off with Saul and David's brothers. And so they were afraid in their boots that this giant is so big. And David came on the scene and said, Who is this giant that's come against the armies of the living God? My God is bigger, he said. And he took after. He didn't wait for Goliath to come to him. He took after Goliath and took him out. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 10:4, the weapons that we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Something small in your life and in your family, if not dealt with, will become a stronghold that will take a divine miracle from God. Number two, you need to confess it. Now, everybody repeat this. Let's try this on. God I have sinned come on and I need forgiveness say it again God I have sinned and I need forgiveness amen if you find yourself praying for everybody else to get forgiveness and you don't pray to get forgiveness yourself you're a hypocrite The first person we ought to start with about, God, I need forgiveness, ought to be A number one. Amen. The person you see in the mirror. So here we go. We're going to confess it. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that that you may be what? Healed. So if something in confession that you might be healed, well, okay. I've been in those services where they took that from a literal standpoint, and, and every uh, Sunday night, Wednesday night, or on Sunday morning, a special time. All right, folks, this is confession time. Any of you that need to stand up and confess, stand up and confess. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you when that took place, the spirit of heaviness would come over that place, because all you heard is this one did this? This one did that. And then there are some people that all they ever want to do is walk around whining and confessing. And the minute you see them, you say, "I'm not a garbage disposal." Here's a good phrase: Take it to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Take it to Jesus. That's step number one. You confess and you say, "God, listen. I I need help. I have this challenge. I have this trouble." I have this thing that would like to conquer me, that tries to live with me, this, this weakness. And God, I'm confessing it to you. I'm believing that. You know the story. It's an old story. The three ministers who had a day off together, they fish forever together. And one day the fish weren't biting and it was just right. And one of them cleared his throat and said, you know, guys, I, I know you guys and we'd stand and protect each other. But I, I just want to tell you, I, I have a, I'm an addiction to gambling. I am a gambler. My wife doesn't know it. Nobody at the church knows it. I get, I go out of town. I gamble. I've made a bunch of money. I've lost thousands and thousands of dollars. And I just want to confess that to you guys. And I want to pray that, that gambling spirit that's in me. The other minister spoke up and said, well, let's pray now. They prayed over him and said, okay, brother, be delivered and be healed. The second one quiet. The second one spoke up and said, I want you to know that I have a lustful spirit. I can look at a woman and my Lord, have mercy. My stomach goes into knots. I just lust after beautiful women. Well, let me tell you the problem with that. You lust after beautiful women. Lust has no boundaries. It won't be long and you'll have lust toward not so beautiful women. I lust all the time. I lust after some of the women in the church and I need prayer. One of the other ministers who was a gambler and now is delivered, prayed over the one with lust and said, delivery. Wow, it felt so good felt so good the third one he said well guys I guess we need to go back to shore And I said wait a minute I confess my gambling problem and the other said I confess my lust problem and now you want to go to shore you haven't confessed anything he said well I'll let you know I don't have lust I don't have that sin and I want you to know that hey I don't gamble I don't gamble. I'm not a risk taker. I don't gamble on anything. So let's go back to the shore. Well, wait a minute. You're, are you telling us that you don't have a problem? No. Well, then tell us what your problem is. He said, Gossip. He said, That's why I want to get back to shore that's my problem. I can't stand it. I'm going to have to share this. We get back to shore. Ha! Huh. The one that was a gambler said, if, you, if we go back to shore and you share one thing, you go ahead and tell me right now that you're not going to share a thing or you're going to be swimming. You see, here's the point. We all have a problem. We all have a problem. He that hath no sin... There's no truth in that person. So what do we do? Confess. Let me give you an eye. You take it to Jesus. If you're really serious about it. And then here's something else. I'm going to show you the value of what we do here. How many times do we say, all right, let's just pray a sinner's prayer? You know what you're doing in the sanctuary. You're praying a sinner's prayer openly. I've sinned. And then often we go a step further. You know, we're fulfilling a scriptural principle. Raise your hand. If you really meant that prayer and you prayed it, raise your hand. And when you slip it up, let me tell you what happens. There is a liberation factor that says my admission of my wrong is greater than the bondage of pride in my life. And my sincerity toward you, God, is greater than the pride in my heart. And then often we will say, slip down in the altar and let someone pray with you. And that is the final step. There are times, however, That you can pray if you have a relationship with a brother in the Lord. And that relationship is tight. That you can say, if the Spirit speaks to you, I want to, I need to confess something. And I want to ask it to be very confidential between us. And then that person can help you with accountability. So when we do that confession, we feel liberated, even if it's like this, praying the prayer or stepping forward. That's the value that takes place, and you can tell when you have been delivered. For that one whom the Son has set free is free indeed so what do you do then you know so well my challenge was alcohol Sharon and I like to watch Andy Griffith we watched that but there was one story who is Otis the town drunk Otis has his brother coming to town anybody remember this story his brother Otis is coming to town. Otis sent a letter of greeting from the sheriff's office that said sheriff. And they assume that he is a deputy. So they're coming to town. Otis tells Andy, my brother's coming to town. They think I'm a, I'm a deputy sheriff. Well, why would they think that? Well, maybe, maybe I sent a letter on the stationery. Andy said, Well, I tell you what, Otis, we'll get you sobered up. We'll get you a uniform and get you a badge, and I'll swear you in as an official deputy. Barney went berserk. <laughs> you can't do this. Yes, I can. Otis is all cleaned up. Brother's not there yet, but he's due any time. Andy's at Otis' house, and Otis' wife said, Otis, you look so good in that uniform. She says, but Sheriff, isn't it true that if you now and Otis, is he really a deputy? Yes, he is. Well, isn't a deputy supposed to enforce the law? Yes, he is. So if a deputy who wasn't a deputy, who is now a deputy, knows where alcohol is, he ought to get rid of it and he said yes she said otis where's the alcohol you have hidden here in the house otis said oh god he goes to a potted plant raises it up there's a pint and he said pour it out otis goes to another place pulls out another pint pour it out otis otis is weeping he's pouring it all out you know here's here's what i'm talking about that when you confess you have to endeavor to get rid of the temptation you know don't don't hide the bottle where you can still get to it hello you 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 get rid of what does that do that that encourages that freedom of deliverance that in fact has taken place so we understand that so the purpose of this message when that happens, you say, God, but I don't know. If, if I just say I'm, I'm stopping or whatever, get rid of it. Here's what Jesus said. My grace is sufficient for you, and my power is made perfect in your weakness because it's a supernatural thing. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest upon me. So if I take my step... And then thirdly, we just take it to God. We take it to God every day. 1 Corinthians 9, 27. No, I have beaten my body. I made it a slave so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. You confront that bondage. You confront it. If it's alcohol, you go home and you pour it all out. If it is the spirit of lust, you take it to Jesus, and you ask God to help you. Well, he did help me, and I gave God my word. God, I'll give up one eye, and I'll put a patch over this eye so I don't lust half as much. (laughs) No heart change took place in you. you. You endeavored to just compromise or the spirit of lying. I had an individual come into my office one time and said, Pastor, I'm just crying because he got caught in a major lie. And I invited him in. I mean, this was a major lie. And he cried. All I ever do is lie. I lie all the time. I've lied since I was a kid. I'd rather lie than tell the truth. Matter of fact, I don't know when I'm telling the truth. I just lie, Pastor. Well, let's pray. Are you telling the truth now? He said, if I ever told the truth, I'm telling the truth now. I'm a liar. I've never had someone to be so emphatic about being a liar. Six months later, he was a youth pastor in a church. Praying God help him. Well, what do you do when you take it to the Lord? You do everything that you can by the supernatural presence of God to undergird that commitment to be free. So you say, well, I don't have any of the problems you're talking about at all, pastor. Well, you're not. Well, let's take a look at 1 John 1a. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Or Ecclesiastes 7 20, surely there is not a righteous man on earth who does good and never sins. romans 3 10 as it is written none is righteous no not one we must get to the place like old popeye that's all i can stand. i can't stand it no more please god help me first john one night if we confess our sins is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can, if you will, be free. Amen? Let's give our Lord a clap offering. Would you do that? Would you stand? Father God, I thank you this morning for the abundance of your precious grace. You are so wonderful, and we are so blessed. So, I'm going to ask you to let's just hold together a few moments, and let me ask you to think about maybe an area that God needs to help you with. Maybe an area that that you've just kind of allowed to exist that doesn't belong there. Maybe it's something that no one knows about, it's done in the dark. In the shadows and you say you know what i can't stand it anymore i need to be free i want to reach my highest potential and i'll never be able to do that functioning the way i am i need your help jesus so i want to ask everyone everyone online and here To let's pray this prayer. Would you do that? Let's cooperate together. Here we go. Heavenly Father, Father, I thank you for Jesus Christ. I I have sinned, sinned. and you know the area area. that I am speaking about. about. I need your help. help. Cleanse me me. and forgive me. me. In Jesus Jesus' name, amen. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. You're serious. You're sincere. This is going to be a miracle moment. In your heart of hearts, you sincerely prayed the prayer. You repeated it, but you owned it. And you're asking God to continue to help you to overcome And to be able to travel lighter. And you're going to continue to ask God for his help. I'm going to ask you to slip your hand up and right back down quickly right now. Would you do that up and down? There you go. All over the balcony. God bless you. Now, Father, we come to you praising you and thanking you. We worship you we know that we are frail we know that we are stubborn we know that we are self-willed and we know the flesh is a powerful thing but we also know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world so we prayed for forgiveness and we believe by faith that we are forgiven So now sustain every person who slipped their hand up. God, let them continue to bring that before the Lord and to stand strong. And that God, by the word of their testimony and by the blood of the Lamb, they are healed by the authority of Christ Jesus. So in Jesus' name, meet every need, And make us bolder and braver and make us holy in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Love you, everybody. God bless you. Thanks for being here. Behave as you leave in the parking lot. And we'll see you Wednesday night. God bless.